Recording in progress. Oh, okay. That was a cool voice. Got it. <laughs> it's the yeah, the classic the the recording in progress woman. Recording in progress. I've never I've never heard that woman before. She's special. She Cody. See the thing is, I don't hear. Her. I know what she sounds like, but since I'm the person who pressed the button, I don't get to hear it. It's kind of sad. Yeah. Um, so I always try to cherish the moments that we have together for sure. But Cody loves her. I have a special relationship with her. Yeah. <laughs> More intimate. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin have a podcast, the show where two former roommates talk about drafting TV sitcoms. As always, I'm your host, Corbin's Vocal, and joining me is my co-host, Cody Webb. Cody, it's the season four finale. Oh, wow. Welcome back. Are you ready to do it? <laughs> I'm pumped. I'm not going to lie. I forgot it was the finale, but uh, here we are. I am jacked this episode. I'm not going to lie. Doing another draft. I really, really enjoy doing these. Partly because we get to bring on cool guests, but partly because I think it's just really fun. So uh, yeah, I'm super excited. I'm excited as well. Like you said, we're doing a draft. We're also jumping into the world of TV which is something that's a little new for us because we've started to do some stuff, but we needed to bring a guest that fit the world of TV and a guy that knows a lot of TV. We'd been talking, uh, and another coworker of mine, we've been talking and he, he wanted to come on the pod. I wanted to have him, but he's not a big movie guy. So I said, you know what? We're going to do a TV sitcom draft. So let's welcome to the show, Chris Lefty mcgovern chris welcome to the show man uh how's it going good man it's a pleasure to be here on the mic with you uh fine gentlemen and i'm ready to jump right in yeah really excited really excited to talk tv this is the season finale but that doesn't mean you know cap isn't producing more content in the coming days coming weeks wanted to shout out a new series that we started at the beginning of february first friday five uh we'll have our next episode of that out next friday the first friday of march talking about scrubs which is of course a sitcom and uh may get mentioned later in this episode and then uh cody you're going to be doing some uh, march madness basketball stuff coming up as well so yeah. be on the lookout for that next week and then uh season five to follow oh it's exciting stuff i'm pumped for march obviously big college basketball guy and uh we're going to be bringing some tenuous content throughout the tournament, so stay tuned. Yeah, we're going to finish it off here with a bang, so I say we do it. A lot of stuff to be looking forward to in the future, um, and uh, maybe we'll get Chris on a first Friday Five uh, episode in April or May or something coming up, yep. too, so you can look out for that. We are drafting TV sitcoms, and the way that we're going to do that is we're, we're picking specific elements in specific categories. So those categories are the first one is location or setting. So this would be a specific place from a TV sitcom. Think the coffee shop in Seinfeld, the bar from How I Met Your Mother, not generally a city, not, you know, New York City or whatever. A guest appearance, which is any character or person that appears on a sitcom for five episodes or less. A best friend character. This is really just any best friend, side, supporting type character that you want to pick that you like. Um, a couple, this will be like a romantic couple, your favorite romantic couple from a TV sitcom. A theme song, this includes both the song and the visuals that go along with it. So just kind of picking your favorite. And then a TV show finale and a TV show pilot. In total, we've got, uh, what is that? S seven different categories that we're going to be picking from. And uh, we are going to be drafting them in a snake draft fashion as we've done in the past, the three of us. The only caveat will be that once you've selected a TV show in any category, it's off the board for you personally. So if I take 
the coffee shop from Seinfeld in the category of location setting. I can't use Seinfeld at all anymore, but you two can continue to use it. It's similar to our Oscar nominee draft that we do in that way. We're going to do the winner via a Twitter poll at our Twitter at cap podcast, K-H-A-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Uh, so look at it for that in the coming days. Cody, Chris, how you feeling? Good. What are you guys' uh, favorite shows? We can start off with that. So Ooh. I know. Oh, well, you know, you know, maybe I don't want to give too much away. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. I, I think it's tough. I, I, the Office for me is a classic. Obviously, it was the first one we did for First Friday Five. Uh, but I think I always have a special affection for Scrubs as well, which is why we're doing it for that second episode. Cody, uh, I'm, I don't even know if I could guess your answer. What is it? I mean, I, I like the classics, obviously. I may be into more obscure ones, but my probably all-time favorite is Seinfeld. I feel like you really can't go wrong with that show. But yeah, I, I can name off a lot of weird ones. The League, uh, The Muppets, that 90s show. You know, it could go on and on and on. Uh, uh, the Brady Bunch, which I'll talk about way later on. But uh, like some even older ones I mentioned too. But yeah, Seinfeld, The Office. I feel like those are the modern classics for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'll say that like, I definitely grew up on watching NBC TV shows like with dinner or after dinner, sitting around the couch, just hanging out with my family. Like that late 2000s to early 2010s run of like The Office and 30 Rock and Community and, uh, you know, Parks and Rec. And then even a little bit earlier, you get like My Name is Earl and Scrubs at different times. Like there's so many great and like all those shows kind of crafted you know, my interests very early on. Uh, what about you, Chris, though? Where, what's your favorite? I'm definitely sitting at the top of the office uh, list, but New Girl is definitely a close second. I was pretty hesitant on that show at first, but uh, once I got into it, it, it very quickly turned into one of my favorite shows. And if I had to pick a sitcom character who I was most like, it would be Nick Miller. So New Girl is pretty high up there for me but the office will always be number one yeah you know and new girl i think when it comes to the later era the like mid 2010s type era i think that is like by far and away my favorite it's also something i came to later in life really enjoyed in college you know i've watched it with cody at different times at our house i've watched it with my girlfriend at different points um new girl is so great but we're going to talk about so many different sitcoms today Chris, I know you're not a movie guy. What is it? What's up with what's up with that, man? What, why is um, it TV over movies? I don't know. I feel like it's easy for me to justify watching three hours of a TV show in a row, but it's you've said this to me before. Less easy to justify me watching one movie, which sounds made up and stupid, but like I don't know. I, I just like I've just always gravitated towards that more. Even as a kid, I never watched a lot of movies growing up. Usually watching TV, and it's carried on. I want to be a movie guy. I want to. I, I want to be one. I want to. Yeah, I can relate to that too. Well, I think it's kind of the same thing. It's just like in your head, you're like, "Oh, this is not as big of a time commitment." But then you end up like watching the same amount of episodes that you would for the movie, anyways. So I think it's more of a mental thing, honestly. But uh, I definitely agree. Uh, like just like you can binge the crap out of sitcoms. I feel like super fast, just because it's like, oh, it's only twenty minutes episodes. I'm gonna fly through this. So yeah. Yeah. I think really the only TV that I really always connected to was sitcoms. And now even more so for a lot of people, it's the only way that you can get like your traditional comedy. You know, if you don't want to go to like TikTok or YouTube to get your comedy, there's not really comedy movies made anymore. So TV is, is the only place that you can get that. So, I, you know, I think it's, 
sitcoms are still very important uh, to a lot of people and for good reason. It's true. They've kind of been making a little bit of resurgence, I feel like, too. Abbott Elementary has been, you know, massive recently. Schitt's Creek, Ted Lasso. There are yeah, a lot Ted of... Ted Lasso like, is another massive one. You know, I think of the big studio comedies that existed like, you know, 10, 15 years ago with budgets between 20 and $60 million that would then go on to make, you know, double or triple that box office. And then I look at, you know, the types of comedy movies that come out and then, you know, I, I wanted to see what was the highest grossing comedy movie of 2022. Do you guys have any idea? Uh, any Marvel movie? Com- <laughs> I would say something with Kevin Hart because he, so the thing, I mean, even like Kevin Hart, I think he did maybe like one movie last year and I think it was a straight to streaming. So like even box office, that's where a lot of comedy movies go. Now, if you want to count it, the highest grossing was Minions Rise of Gru. If you want to count that as a comedy. <laughs> no. The second one was Bad Guys, which is also an animated movie. And then finally, the third one is Dog, which I didn't know was considered a comedy, but I guess that Channing Tatum movie that movie made $60 million, not bad. Violent Night, the David Harbour Santa Claus movie. Like, that's the first one that, like, feels yeah. real comedy to me. Other movies on here, the Bob's Burger movie, Amsterdam. And, oh, and then man. you just get, like, terrible, like, $10 million. Ghostbusters Afterlife from 2021 still bring. Just, it's a sad state of affairs, okay? But then I want to go back, and I want to look just 10 years earlier to 2012, to the, the box office back then. And here are the highest grossing comedy movies. Ted, 21 Jump Street, The Campaign, a Tyler Perry movie, The Dictator, Project X, This is 40. That's so different. We've come so far. We've lost so much. Uh, Thankfully, we do still have great TV sitcoms like Abbott Elementary, Cody, um, which I I have been actively watching, and it is quite good. I think that Schitt's Creek is an interesting one. And when you look at TV the networks always wanted to just push things for as long as they could to make enough money. And Schitt's Creek was one of those first, it was probably the first sitcom that ended before it needed to, but they felt like it was that time to wrap it up. And that's why it's very highly regarded. It has won a lot of awards. People think the finale is really good. I'm not giving anything away, but (laughs) it's just one of those shows like post laugh track, you know, streaming era that has solidified the future for the rest of these shows like Abbott Elementary and Ted Lasso might not have been able to do as well if Shit's Creek didn't come first. That's true. And I love that about Shit's Creek too. I think it's only like, what, three or four seasons. And the same thing with uh, the, uh, the Good Place. I feel like if like that's that's the model you should be using these kind of sitcoms. That's uh, what, what how I met your mother should have done. I mean, if you don't have a set model, just go three or four seasons of what you know you can do really well. But yeah, that's a great point. We got to do the draft lottery. Now there is only three people picking, but we got to figure out who's going to pick first, second, or third. So I'm going to share my screen. And Corbin, you're saying you don't want the first pick, right? I feel like that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, see, I don't want the first pick as I spin the wheel here. I don't want the first pick because I have no idea what I would pick if I got it. Um, (laughs) Just in our conversation, we mentioned a couple movies or a couple TV shows that I hadn't thought of previously at all. Uh, And Cody did get the first pick. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. I know you're excited about that. Um, (laughs) Oh, I'm pumped. I will use that very uh, effectively. You're going to use it effectively. And uh, I'm going to take pick number two, which means, Chris, you're uh, at the butt of the snake and uh, you're going to get the the turn, which which isn't bad. That's what I would have preferred, honestly. I feel like two is kind of a shit spot. 
But uh, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to fill in the draft board and we'll be right back. All right, guys, it's time to draft. The order is Cody, Corbin, Chris. Cody, you have the first pick. What is it and uh, why? Yeah, so the first overall pick, you know, a lot of pressure here. I think there's only one man who is who's deserving of this honor, and it's going to be the GOAT, George Costanza, <laughs> going in my best friend pick from Seinfeld. Um, I'll tell you what, George Costanza is the lifeblood of the show. I'll stand by that uh, entirely. He possibly may be the worst person, like, ever portrayed on the small screen, just from, like, an actual human being standpoint. Jerry, just remember... It's not a lie, if you believe it. <laughs> what happened? Something must have happened. It's not you. It's me. You're giving me the it's not you, it's me routine? <laughs> I invented it's not you, it's me. Nobody tells me it's them, not me. If it's anybody, it's me. All right. George, it's you. You're damn right it's me. <laughs> I was just trying to, you know. I know what you were trying to do. Nobody does it better than me. Well, I'm sure you do it very well. <laughs> yes, well, unfortunately, you'll never get the chance to find out. <laughs> but I thought things were going great. Yeah, so did I. Did she say why? No. She tried to give me the it's not you, it's me routine. <laughs> but that's your routine. Yeah. <laughs> well... Apparently, words out. But he's also like the most entertaining. He really does everything wrong that he can, but I just love it because I'm just watching it from afar. And I think it's funny too that Jason Alexander, like he couldn't even play anything else after this role. He's done just because he was George forever. And uh, I think that shows how good of a you know portrayal it was. So I got to take uh, Costanza with my first pick. Uh, you know, I th- I think Kramer would have been a better pick in my opinion, but you know, <laughs> that's that's all I'm just throwing that out there. I think that the friend category is one that can go multiple ways. It was who could you, who do you want to be friends with is an angle you could take. It's who do you think the best friend to another cast member is or, or character in the show. I think you're right. I think Kramer's probably more loyal. I think George would fold on you, but you know, he's a good, it's a great, it's a great sidekick. It's a great number two and a great first pick. Yeah. Yeah. He's lovable because he's so devious. You know, he's going to stab you in the back, but you still love him somehow. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you said he's a terrible person, but they really all, all are all terrible on that show. So, you know, it's my pick now. And uh, there's a lot of different ways I could go with this. I think I feel safe with my couple pick at the moment. So I'm going to go finale, which is actually kind of a hard category for me because something that we can talk about is that like TV shows, as you mentioned earlier, sometimes just continue to go on, right? They never want to end. They don't do the good place or the shit, you know, shit's Creek thing end early end on a good note. Like you said, it's the let's go for nine seasons and how I met your mother. Oh, she's got cancer and died and, now Ooh, spoiler alert or whatever spoiler alert but finales are hard to get right i feel like there's not a lot of great ones in my opinion so i'm gonna go for a finale that we just talked about first friday five the office finale i think it wraps everything up pretty solid you get the the big wedding dwight and angela michael scott returns which is huge for the last season is a really good way to wrap things up and there's no 
there's a little bit of a time jump. I was about to say there's no time jump, but there specifically <laughs> is a time jump. But it's not a, a terrible, you know, multi-year time jump. It's just a couple months, which I think is forgivable. Fantastic. I love The Office. Dwight and Angela's relationship is the longest relationship in the show. Yeah, they do put a bow on things nice. They don't, it doesn't feel super forced. Like it's so different from the rest of the show in a way. They could have made that into like, a huge episode if they wanted to. They could have made Dwight's wedding into a movie if they wanted to go that route. They could like- And I mean, it could have even been like, you know, something goes horribly wrong or there's some like shenanigans, but it's like, it's pretty straightforward. Like, yes, there's the whole like Angela gets kidnapped thing, but like, it's a sweet (laughs) moment in the the scheme of the Dwight, you know, lore or whatever. But, you know, it's like a very, everything works out for the most part, right? Like everybody's pretty happy in the end, which I I can appreciate. Like, I like that. That's also something that I think a lot of hardcore Office fans don't like for normal episodes. Like there are fans that don't like certain episodes like Cafe Disco, because it's like, why is this ending so happily? This is the Office. It's every someone's supposed to be pissed at someone. But in a finale... I think it's great that they ended on a, on such a good note. Yeah. I back everything you guys are saying, just bringing back Steve too. I think we're just like the cherry on top, which there, there were a couple long seasons there without him. So just to have him included, even though he wasn't at the very end with everybody, which I would have liked, but that, that is a good pick. I, I back it at number two. All right, Chris, you got two picks. So uh, what's your right. first one? Back to back. Um, so my first one is going to be a theme song and it is, it is number it's just an all-time great and i think that uh it should be at the top of everyone's draft board for this category and it's the only one i have for this show so it fits and it works and i'm gonna go fresh prince of bel-air theme song now this is a story all about how my life got flipped turned upside down and i'd like to take a minute just sit right there i'll tell you how i became the prince of a town called bel-air In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spend most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel-Air. Yeah, that's my first pick. Yep, that was uh, definitely number one on my list as well. So that's tough. <laughs> yeah. You did mention it to me this morning and it was in the back of my head, but... I, I felt a little cheap because I hadn't thought of it on my own. So I, I didn't want to ever pick it, but it is, I mean, yeah, definitely just the best one. No, but far and away, no doubt. Visuals, visuals, everything. Like they just go the whole nine yards. It's great. Everyone knows it. Legendary for sure. What's your opinion on Will Smith? Are you a, a fan? I'm fine with him. He's great. The show is good. Um, I haven't watched it in a long time and I've been, I, I think I am going to start a little rewatch of it soon. It is really great. It does fall apart at the end, but what doesn't? So it's fun. It's great. It's a good show. And it's a show that, like a lot of sitcoms from that era, are meant to appease different demos, um, age-wise specifically. Um, It works. The royalty checks are crazy. Syndication (laughs) rights off the chains. Everyone's making money. We got to love it. This wasn't the remake, right? You weren't selecting uh, Bel Air, the Peacock original. (laughs) I was not. <laughs> okay, just wanted to clarify. Uh, 
I guess technically I don't know what, probably I don't, not a sitcom, but and I don't know their theme song. Yeah, I was gonna say, does he even have a theme song? Probably not. It's probably very dark and moody. Um, yeah. So my second pick, um, I'm gonna go for another category that I feel is really light, um, and that's gonna be finale. It's a show that many of my TV major TV industry friends talk shit on, but highly successful, well regarded in the casual world of just watching TV and not being a dick about it. Big Bang Theory, Sheldon's speech at the end of the series, it wraps it up so well. Jim Parsons is one of my favorite uh, comedic actors. I think his growth as a character is really, really well portrayed in that last episode. I don't think they really carried the series out too, too long. It didn't really fall apart at the end for me. I know it was the last super successful show with a laugh track. People don't like it. It's one of those things. I've always liked it. And yeah, Sheldon's speech, Big Bang Theory, series finale, off the board. Good pick. I believe the Big Bang Theory is the longest running sitcom in history. I have to fact check that, Corbin. But um, I think um, they did end it in a really cool way. I am probably more of a fan of the early seasons, but uh, I do think that's a good pick for finale, just from you know that Jim Parsons speech alone. And uh, I feel like they throw a ton of nostalgia at you too, which is kind of all you're, all you're really looking for in a finale, I would think. But yeah, I, I like that pick a lot. Uh, it's the longest running multi-camera comedy ever. Uh, uh, I think I think Always Sunny is technically the longest running oh, yeah, that's TV true. show. Um, but yeah, in terms of multi-cam, you know, Young Sheldon is a bit of a, a joke in my life to me only, I think. I, I just like making jokes about Young Sheldon, but it's popped up on the podcast a couple different times. But <laughs> I have never once in my life seen an episode of The Big Bang Theory from start to finish. Oh, wow. That's insane. I mean, it was a mega hit. It fit the mold of all those classic shows. Like I said, it was one of those last shows that really tried to put themselves in that classic sitcom box because you had The Office coming before it and you had the new and you had New Girl coming on the heels of it. Two network shows that took the laugh track away and gave the fans what they wanted. Well, but- you know, and it's it's surprising that it's not something I was into. I was a weird little nerdy kid who like wanted to be a aerospace engineer. Like it, it's something you think would be right up my alley and pro- probably if I gave it a chance, I would enjoy it, but uh, I'm not going to. So sorry, Sheldon. And uh, both young and old Sheldon. I, I was sharing a memory earlier with my girlfriend where like I used to go to uh, this like speed and agility training class thing, you know, when I was playing sports in high school and stuff. And I really needed it. And you can look at me now and, and imagine that I definitely need it now. But it was at this like physical therapy <laughs> office. And, you know, sometimes I would get there, you know, like 10 minutes before we were supposed to start. And they had like a little waiting room or whatever. And they were always, it was like a Tuesday, Thursday night, like Big Bang Theory, always on every single time, like clockwork. So that's where I would get my Big Bang Theory fixed, just in short, you know, maybe five minute intervals when I would uh, look up from my phone <laughs> while sitting there in the waiting room. Uh, you know, good pick for finale. I, I respect it nonetheless. Yep. And back to w- what you said, like it's another it's another huge point for that time. Appointment TV. That was one of the last shows where people were going to gather Thursday nights at eight to watch. And the show, the sitcom that really did it, like hit a home run prior was Monday night on CBS for How I Met Your Mother. But yeah, it it was a big deal. And it's a it's a huge show. I wish more people didn't make fun of it. Hey man, I uh, theme song is still on the board though, and that's a classic. I know yeah. that for sure. Yeah, it's my pick now, and um, 
I think now I'm going to go for couple. Um, I let it go around a little bit, but uh, I'm not going to go for what I think might be like the consensus obvious couple or the most populous one. I'm going to go with well, the one that I think is like the best, you know, true blue relationship in a great TV show. And that's uh, Nick and Jess in New Girl. Hey, Jess. That's my name. What's yours? Just kidding. I know what it is. It's Nick. You okay? Yeah. You haven't stopped moving since we've been talking. Mm hmm? A nice looking dress. You look good in it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. Jess, wait! Jess! Jess, would you please wait? Hey, I was wondering, can I get a ride to the hardware store? I want to throw a punching bag up at the bar for guys' night, but my car's not working, so can I get a ride? No. Mm-mm. Come no. on, can mm -mm. I please have a ride? Hey, hold on. Don't move. Hold on. <laughs> Got an eyelash. Why do you smell so good? It's because I did laundry. I smell like a baby in a damn meadow. Look at this. What? My underwear? They're blue now. I think it's because I put colors in the whites. Uh -huh. I'm still figuring it out, but I'm really excited about laundry. Good job. Hey, how do you put your underwear back in? Just... It feels like it's too big to get back in now. It's tricky to get it in. Fine! Thank you. Do you mind if we stop along the way? I'm thinking of getting a salad because I want to eat it. Oh, God! Nick! I'm thinking of taking a vitamin today. Oh, God, shut up! Nice, nice. Super solid pick. Great, will they, won't they? They don't get together too soon. They don't get together too late. They, their breakup is well, like it's not too intense. You know, you get the Megan Fox stuff, which is interesting, kind of, you know, gives the, you know, the show another, you know, season or two of run. Um, yeah, I, I think their relationship, while, while Cece and Schmidt is obviously like the, the heartwarming one of the show, I think theirs is the the most fun. And it's what the show's all about at the end of the day, right? As a, as a new girl fan, I can't. I can't disagree with any of that. That's a great pick. That They did not make my list. That is a great TV couple. But I feel like that show in general has like three super solid couples. Even Winston and um, his cop. I don't even know Allie. his top girlfriend. Yeah, Allie. I kind of feel like Loki, my favorite couple in that show. But that is a good pick. I, I respect it, but I probably wouldn't have taken it. Something that I guess I can mention now is like when I was doing this, my thought was like, here are the TV shows I need to have because they're the ones I like the most. And it's like, where do I fit them in to a certain degree? And like Nick, New Girl, I have to have. And for me, couples mm -hmm. are where I wanted to have it. So screw you, Cody. <laughs> yeah, they fit. They fit a lot of <laughs> options for this particular format on the top of the list for some other categories too. So there you go. That's great. Cody, you've got two now, man. Well, back to back action here. I really thought when you're talking about couples, Corbin, you were going to take my pick. And um, I'm definitely pandering to the Twitter poll here. I, I don't know why, but I really want to win uh, these these drafts. So in my couple, I'm going to take Jim and Pam. I mean, <laughs> I feel like it's the obvious choice. But, you know, sometimes the obvious choice is the good choice. For me, it's just like the classic sitcom couple. I feel like um, ever since The Office kind of came out, there have been a bunch of similar couples and in, in like similar, oh, will they, won't they sort of situations, which, I mean, wasn't original in itself, but I feel like it was perfected in this show. So, uh, yeah, that's my favorite duo on screen, I think, uh, possibly of all time. So, so I got to go Jim and Pam. To me, it's almost like this would, without the categories or in a different setup, it'd be like the consensus number one overall pick. So, I mean, I, I got to give it to you for taking it at six. Yeah, that's a steal, I think. Honestly, I, I did not think I was going to get it. And uh, I'm pretty happy I did. So, we move. Right. I, I have nothing bad to say about Jim and Pam. I heard a wild take 
from one of my friends who actually said she wants to be on this show. Oh wow! And said that she wished Love to have she, her. Ha- she hates the office, but she's watched the whole thing. Already wild take, but she said <laughs> that's a lot of time invested for something you don't like. That's a true hater mentality, and I appreciate. <laughs> yes, that. yes, she she <laughs> she is that person. She said that she wished Jim and Pam broke up and she dated the boom operator guy. And (laughs) I wanted to drive my car off a bridge. So, you know, there are some people that think that Jim's a dick and those people would partially be right. But it doesn't take away the fact that it's a great couple. They get each other. The teapot letter is one of the most sought after things in television lore. Excellent pick. That is an awful take that I just heard. But I did I did want to bring up to maybe drive a wedge in the the minds of our Twitter voters, Jim and Pam. You know they are written in, into a bit of a you know not a great spot as the show begins to come to a close. Particularly Jim's actions are at times a bit dickish. Pam is also at times a bit under, not very understanding to him. But you know they're they're not the perfect couple, Cody. Oh yeah. The uh, the boom guy is their biggest weakness, I think. Um, once he was taken out of the picture, the, the relationship really, you know, it, it got a lot stronger, I think. But that is a good point. I, I kind of forgot about the later seasons when I was doing this list. We're just going to do Jim and Pam pre-boom guy. Let's just say that. We will say in the finale, she does say, hey, go work for athletes. So, but that's a point for me, not a point for you. Uh, Cody, you got another one, man. What is it? Yeah. I was trying to figure out what to do. Cause I definitely wanted, um, fresh prints for, for theme song. I think I'm going to go into a new category actually that no one's touched on and go guest appearance, which I feel like maybe a little bit thin, but I just have a personal favorite that I really want. And, um, maybe it's just the new girl theme, but I got to take Prince uh, in new girl, he makes one appearance. Um, <laughs> obviously, this has to be a character that was five episodes or less. So you did have long, some leniency. You could pick kind of a recurring character. But Prince was just so freaking good in his one episode. And it was like an integral kind of story beat too, where he's helping Nick and Jess, you know, the, the main relationship in the show, kind of figure out what they're doing in their relationship. You're taking it back? Is that how you really feel? Well, how do you feel? Hi, I'm Prince. So what seems to be the problem? Oh, how rude of me. I haven't given you enough time to freak out yet. You may do so now. Oh my God! Oh my Yeah, I think it's just the best cameo in TV history. And uh, Prince's acting, it's elite. You can't argue against it. So that's my pick. You know, I think Chris and I were talking today where it's like, there's one of two ways you can go with this category. You can go pure star power, which is mm. what you did. Yeah. Prince, it doesn't get <laughs> it doesn't get a lot bigger than that. Or you can go for, like you said, a, a fun reoccurring character that, that, you know, pops up. I think, Chris, maybe you have one from New Girl that you were eyeing. Prince, I mean, he he wanted to be on the show because he loved it. And then they get him on mm-hmm. the show and he, he's incredible. That that episode is is one of the better ones. If if we do New Girl for, for First Friday Five, I, I think the Prince episode might have to make it in. It is actually called Prince. The episode yeah. is called Prince. And yeah, it's cool that a guy like that like would would want to be on the show so bad. Also, a huge another huge name 
in the baseball world is on that episode, Clayton Kershaw. Sorry if anyone was going to take him. But uh, <laughs> Clayton Kershaw, everyone. <laughs> Sorry if I burst at anyone's bubble, but I feel like he wasn't going to be talked about, and I wanted to make sure that uh, Clayton Kershaw got some love. I appreciate that. We are going to do some honorable mentions at the end, so if you have any other uh, baseball you know, pop-ups, I don't know if uh... – how many episodes was uh, Jeff Ken on Survivor? Was it less than five, Cody? Does that count as a guess? No. <laughs> well, I have another. I have Over another time. baseball. I have another baseball <laughs> name, but I'll I'll uh, I'll keep I'll keep it to myself. I don't plan on picking him because I just thought of him. That'll be a, a tease for the future. Let's say. Let me find a pen. I'll forget. Oh man, it's my turn to pick. This is absolutely fucked. Um, okay. So I'm going to go location setting. And Ooh. at this point, I do not think this is going to get picked. And it's probably too early to pick something like this. I think this is the place where you can have some fun with it. You know, you can go for the obvious choice for a TV show. You can pick the office in the office, or you can go like for the chilies in the office. Like you can, you can, you can have some fun with it. So I'm going to do a similar vein, but my TV show is Parks and Rec and my location is the pit. Now the pit itself play, I mean, plays an incredible, I think that this is a pick. I, I appreciate it, Chris. I like the reaction, but you know, it's integral to the plot. It's kind of this central point. It's the, you know, main point of conflict in the first season. It continues throughout this idea of building a park there. I think you can count the, the future Pawnee park that, that gets built in the spot as the location as well. I think the run of time when Chris Pratt's character, Andy is living in the pit is probably some of the funniest episodes of that TV show. And of course, I fell in the pit. <laughs> you fell in the pit. You're in that pit. Oh, the pit. I fell in the pit. You fell in the pit. I mean, just incredible. <laughs> the, the pit from Parks and Rec. What more can I say? That yeah. is... That's excellent. And one of my friends from my old job played one of uh, Andy Dwyer's Mouse Rat songs in our workplace, unironically. Had never seen Parks and Rec and was playing Mouse Rat. <laughs> and uh, that just goes to show the reach of uh, the pit and Andy Dwyer and Mouse Rat. Great pick. Thank you. Thank you. I agree. I was going to say, like, just that song alone. I think you could have thrown that in a theme song and I would have been fine with it. It's that good, I think. So, <laughs> I didn't even think about the pit. That's, that's a great location. Thank you. Just trying to think outside the box. All yeah. right, Chris, it's over to you. Two more picks, man. Two more for me. All right, I'm going to get my friend out of the way. I don't want to not have an office pick in here and uh going to use it right here and I'm going to pick D. White Schrute. He's a great friend to Michael. He's a good friend. He's not a great friend. He's a good friend to Pam. He helps her find the cheap songs. Say by the end, the, he's a great friend. The cheap songs on the Russian website for her <laughs> MP3 player. <laughs> he is. He thinks of Pam as one of his best friends. He loves Michael and he does love Jim. Even early on, the love is apparent. He's a loyal guy. He'll protect you physically. I mean, what more could you want? I mean, yeah, he's a man with a, a bottle of mace in his desk. Uh, you, you definitely want Dwight Shoot by, by, his, uh, by your side. You want I, him I, on your team, not on the other team. I think from the office, 
as like a best friend, like he's the person who has like the best connection with all of the characters individually. It's like, you've got the cool Mike, Michael Dwight dynamic and then Jim and, or Pam and Dwight develop their own thing. And then obviously the, the Jim and Dwight is the classic, you know, that's almost a, they go through a romantic relationship developing themselves, you know, from mortal enemies pranking each other to being, you know, best his best man at his wedding yeah it's true it's great and he has a wig for everybody in the office yes i have a wig for every single person in the office you never know when you're going to need to bear a passing resemblance to someone so <laughs> <laughs> he's always prepared dwight kurt Schrute, great pick the office officially uh the first show that all three of us has ta- have taken that's great yes that's sir three rounds first four rounds and the office is is wiped out that's impressive it's not surprising at all, though. They have some fantastic guest stars and a classic location. So, you know, we're we're missing out. We're we're going to be missing out on some of those. But I think we all took the meat and potatoes of what the office has to offer. I agree. My next pick. No one's touched pilot yet, right? Not yet. Correct. Interesting. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> I. <laughs> I think I'm going to go location. Um, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of classics. Um, I'm going to pick a show that I've seen probably more than any other show, but that's that's not because it's my favorite show, but it's just a show that you can't avoid. It's a set location that every single person in America knows and knows the layout of, and that is Monica's apartment from Friends. Monica's apartment from Friends. Is what I'll be taking. A lot of good locations. There's a lot, um, but that is iconic. I, I don't think it gets more iconic. Like moments from that show were moments in just the the general population's just knowledge. Like people just knew. Like you know what happens in the in Friends. Like there's it's one of the most famous and popular and talked about shows of all time. It has to be. Yeah. Even just like the portraits on the door, I feel like if you show yeah. somebody that, they'll know it is right away. The purple door with the yellow frame. That French poster. Like if you show them anything, you're like, oh, that, that's from Friends. So that is a good location just for, like you said, the iconicness. Yeah, it, it's iconic. And uh, I'm going for star power here. I have some other great ones on this list, but Monica's apartment. It's a little pandery, but <laughs> we got it. Lock it in. Oh, man, it's back to me. And, and I'm not feeling great, guys. This is a uh, this is make or break time, right? You you lay out a good foundation. Do you take the Scrubs category yet? I'm sorry, I'm not even paying attention to your picks. Uh, I have I've not taken a, a Scrubs pick yet. I, well, I do know I'm... where it's going to slot in, and I don't think anybody's taking it. So <laughs> I'm going to save that for my last pick, just for for speciality. So uh, basically, I'm trying to decide here between best friend theme song and pilot. Oh, how do I do this and get everything I've ever wanted? I don't think there's a good way to do it, unfortunately. Um, so for pilot, I am going to take, oh God, how do I do this? Okay, no, I'm going to go best friend. Is that a good idea at all? Nope, nope, terrible. Okay, no, I am going to take, <laughs> oh, dude. Okay. This dude is lost in his note right now. He's <laughs> no, lost no, no. in the sauce. No, 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 I'll go pilot, I'll go pilot. And um, I'm going to go for a new show. Uh, a show with a new season coming out in less than a month, and that's uh, Ted Lasso. So I'm going to take the Ted Lasso pilot. I think it does a good job of, I mean, listen, they took a character from basically NBC like sports sketches 
and they fleshed it yeah. out to a real person. And the sick, uh, the pilot has to do a lot of the legwork work on that, making us, you know, understand who Ted Lasso is. Why is he here now coaching in England? Um, it sets up all your characters. You meet everybody. Go got a little dry. <laughs> <laughs> Did not expect fizzy water there, sorry. <laughs> Look at this twat! Fucking yank. Okay, so, uh, hey, why don't we just jump right in? Anybody got any questions? Oh, yeah, no, should have saw that coming. Uh, you know what? You can put your hands down real quick. Um, how about I go ahead and address the larger than average elephant in the room? No, I have never coached the sport that you folks call football. At any level? Jesus. Um, <laughs> And heck, you could fill two internets with what I don't know about football. <laughs> but I'll tell you what I do know. I know that AFC Richmond, like any team I've ever coached, is going to go out there and give you everything they got for all four quarters. Ups. Uh, what was that? Two halves. Uh, oh, right. Sorry. Halves. Yeah, they're going to give you everything they got for two halves, win or lose. Or tie. Right. Y'all do ties here. Sorry. That's going to take some getting used to for me, okay? Because back where I'm from, you try to end the game in a tie, well, that might as well That'd be the first sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> now, look here, I respect what you folks in the media do, and my door is always going to be open. All right, you can ask me anything. No topic will be into touch. All right, one final question. Uh, how about the fellow right there in the second row? Yeah. I, I like your glasses. Oh, thank you. Trent Crim, The Independent. I just want to make sure I have this right. You're an American who's never set foot in England, whose athletic success has only come at the amateur level, a second tier one at that, and has now been charged with the leadership of a Premier League football club, despite clearly possessing very little knowledge of the game. You got a question in there, Trent? Yeah. Is this a fucking joke? <laughs> Ted Lasso's pilot is uh, definitely one of my favorite in recent years. And uh, I think I had to have the show on my list for sure yeah no complaints here i just watched the first season for the first time last week in preparation oh, wow. for the new season coming out it's a great show yeah like you said it was basically they went they, they turned a commercial into an award-winning show jason sudeikis did a lot for a lot of people's careers it's right on the money listen i said i'm a big fan of scrubs showrunner bill lawrence same person who worked on ted lasso there's obviously like a, a through line of humor that i think i enjoy there i actually didn't know that yeah shout out jason stegas i've not checked it out yet heard uh very very good things but uh i do just really like Sudeikis in general so he's probably pretty good in it i would guess cody you're just waiting for the day i can you can steal my apple tv plus probably to try and watch ted lasso that's that's what it is it'll happen one day <laughs> uh you're up holmes Oh, man. Another back-to-back -back for me. I believe you guys both took a location setting, but I'm just going to knock mine out of the way anyways. And since everybody's been taken anyways, I might just think out loud. I'm between uh, a couple. Uh, shout out to Corbin's shirt. I really want to take Patty's Pub. I think I'm not going to. And instead, I'm going to go to a show that we haven't talked about yet. And I don't know if we will talk about, you know, continuing. It's going to be Eric Farman's Basement from that 70s show. I think this is just the perfect hangout spot, maybe out of all the location, just has the chillest vibes. And uh, yeah, you also just like to sm uh, smoke dope there 24 seven and somehow red foreman doesn't smell it. He's got, he's got the old <laughs> man nose <laughs> or he's just, you know, ignoring it on purpose, which I think is how it's written, I guess, in the end. 
but yeah, I think, uh, again, it's an iconic spot, but I, I think it just has maybe the best vibes out of any location for a sitcom. It was on my list. Uh, I respect Same. it. It's not surprising that you went for uh, a that 70 show. I know it's one of your favorites. You did a great yeah. piece on uh, that 90 show. And uh, yeah, Red Foreman, I mean, he's an old guy. Yes. Guess there was a, the the wartime, you know, messed up his nose. Maybe that was whatever, uh, like a quick line in there that we didn't see. But yeah, did he like go through the like Agent the David, Orange? David, yeah, I was going to say the David Harbor <laughs> Agent Orange treatment. Is that has that not what? been a? They didn't bring that up in season. Maybe that's season two of that ninety show. We we learned about his unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> that's coming next war season, backstory. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> that was definitely on my list. It's super iconic. I think it was one of those shows that in that generation of TV, they did decide to steer it more towards teenagers and less towards a wider variety. They didn't try to get the adults to watch it. And it had a great run. I mean, when people started leaving, you know, they had some rough, there was some rough things and some rough guest appearance. I hate Seth Green, but I love that 70s show. Same. <laughs> I completely agree. I mean, once once Kelso and uh, Tover Grace ran to Hollywood, it went downhill a lot. But the first like two or three seasons, I think, is actually really good. Especially like you said, I mean, it's it's going to a completely different audience. I feel like at the time it was like kind of a unique concept for a sitcom too. So kind of groundbreaking in that sense, but just a great location overall. I think. Cody, what's your uh, second pick? Oh yeah, I got back to back. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go on theme song. Oh man, there's so many good ones. I did want Fresh Prince, so I just gotta pick one off the off the dot here. I mean, Friends is a classic one, but I think I'm gonna leave it alone just because I don't love that show that much. Also, I want to go New Girl, but they switched it like halfway through, and it became terrible. So instead, I'm gonna go Parks. I'm gonna go Parks and Rec. it's just it, it's super simple and uh you know the the song is a little bit catchy i feel like the first couple the first time you hear it i was kind of like eh, i don't know if i like it but then it just gets like ingrained in your mind and I, I think it's really good and also just like the visuals it's like repping indiana which obviously we have a little bit better <laughs> well yeah and i mean i want to say like there is a, a shot in the opening of a particular like this this landmark that is 30 minutes from my house like I've, i can go and drive and see it and it, it's right near where jake grew up and yeah like cool stuff like that there's definitely that cool connection as well with parks and rec so i'm definitely biased but it, it's catchy enough and i think basically the only thing that you really need to get to qualify for this category is like you would never skip it and honestly i don't think i ever would so uh i, I think i'm going to take parks and rec Great pick. I'm very adamant on never skipping opening credits ever. Disrespectful. I, uh, you know, was a TV major in college. So I can't skip anything. So you watch. What about the credits? The end credits? <laughs> no, fuck, fuck the end credits. <laughs> fuck all the people that worked on it. <laughs> we don't care about that shit. Just the stars, baby. Just the stars. Just the stars. But also on streaming services, they don't let you watch the end credits. So that is true. That, that is, uh, is culturally they've ruined us. They, yeah, they're yeah, trying yeah. to get you to watch the next thing before you can appreciate the, you know, the people that they didn't pay enough to make it. Exactly. It's back to me. Ugh, I'm really fucked. Here's the thing. I mean, I'm just going to talk out loud because yeah, at this point, who cares? 
Psych, Cody. I don't know if this is on your big board at all, but Psych is a show you and I basically, I mean, we watched a good chunk of it together. I had seen it prior to that and I, I loved it in high school. And I just don't know if I'm going to go theme song or best friend. Cause it's gonna, a good theme song. That is such a good theme song. I I'm going to attempt it. to throw a flag. Cause, cause I'm just on, talking about it. <laughs> no, on Psych being a sitcom. It's a, a good question. Why, why is it not a sitcom? It's a situational comedy. It is a comedy show. What, what it makes is it not a, a sitcom? It is a crime drama. Hmm. I'm not reading that. I'm just saying. That. Genre <laughs> is free to look it police up. procedural detective fiction comedy drama on. Okay. Okay. It's tough. It is, I think it's a comedy first, but is it like technically a sitcom? I don't know. That is a good point. I would probably say it's okay. But I'll allow it. As the, as the guest in the room. <laughs> well, I, it, it, ruling is it goes to a vote. So if you're both allowing it, then it's official. Well, I'll just vote. I'll just vote no then. I'm voting yes. Well, then I'm voting yes. <laughs> Two, three, I win. Sweet. Even though I threw a flag. <laughs> I just wanted to talk about it. I just we needed to it. Bring it. Referees had to come together, conference, um, and we figured it out. Did I'm okay with it. I'm just saying it's bullshit. You know, that's it. <laughs> there's a line. It's not quite there. Um, you know, if Corbin wins, there's an asterisk next to it, basically. Yeah, we have we have a, a point to argue here. All this to say, I, I still don't know. Do I go do I go Burton Guster as the greatest friend of all time <laughs> for best friend or, or do I go theme song? <sighs> the so problem is I don't crazy. really have a backup in either case. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Gus. He's the guy. He is the true like will never leave your side best friend who is like, no matter what Sean puts his ass through, Gus is right there to back him up. Um, he might not be happy about it and he'll let you know, but I mean, you know, he's, he's the man of many nicknames. He can fix that too. Oh yeah. He's also a star of uh, <laughs> 2003's Holes. <laughs> We've talked extensively about Holes at work. Oh, I've talked about Holes many times in my life. <laughs> Corbin has that in the conversation daily. So yeah, not surprising. Holes is great. Classic. Bonafide classic. All right, Chris, it's back to you. Uh, what are you going to pick? Uh, Law and Order now that the, the door is open for, for anything, I guess? I do watch Law and Order a lot at work, but no. <laughs> I am going to go with Pilot for my first one. I've already picked through a lot of my favorite shows. I don't have anything from New Girl, but I'm not a huge fan of that pilot because they really just didn't know what the show was going to be. Well, and then they ditched Co like they ditched Coach. Yeah, so it's yeah. not even really the same. It, it, it's like it's picking confusing. the Office pilot. It's, it's just different. Well, I could argue the Office pilot has legitimacy because they did like a shot for shot for from the British Office, so it kind of you know. So they were on cool. original. Yeah, but it was cool right. in a yeah. cool way. They were stealers or thieves in a cool way. Uh, but I'm going to pick that 70s show. Nice. I think the vibe that they start off with is really nice and nostalgic, even though the audience that their target demo wasn't alive in that era that they're trying to portray. I think everybody kind of got it like you got it right away. Like you kind of knew you knew exactly what was going on. They didn't have to force it. They didn't have to like force a ton of world building they didn't have to explain any of the characters you kind of just could look at the screen and know the type of person that each of them were going to be within the group which is just a great mix of like classic sitcom with like the living room set specifically 
if you think back to like all of the old school sitcoms from like the eighties and, and back, like their main set is a living room with like the dad sitting in a chair and like, you know, they, they have that set, but then they also put their own spin on it with the basement being the main spot. It's just, it's a great episode of TV and I'm glad to have it. That's a great pick. And uh, that was definitely on my list. Like you said, it's not like there's no exposition dump. It's kind of just like, this is what everyday life is for these characters. And you just jump right into it. But yeah, the the sets are iconic. Um, You know, the kids are iconic. So I I back it. That's a good, that's a great pilot. Ashton Kutcher. What a man. (laughs) What a a dreamboat. Recent, uh, recent star of uh, Your Place or Mine, Netflix rom-com with uh, Reese Witherspoon. There's a lot of drama because they uh, looked like they hated each other on the red carpet. But, you know, he was just trying to be respectful to his girl. So, shout out. And then uh, I guess Mila Kunis texted him and said, why are you doing that? Act like you at least like her and stand closer to her. Also, <laughs> stars of that 90s show. Just saying. We have one scene. but <laughs> I think he just doesn't like that movie. Because I think it's, I, I've heard really bad things about it. I don't know if you've seen it, covered, but. I think they just hate that movie. Yeah, I get it. So for my second pick, I am going to dip into probably what is my third favorite show ever, How I Met Your Mother. Um, I would have loved to take my friend here and take Marshall, but I'm going to go for star power and I'm going to go for Britney Spears. And Not I'm Ralph take her off the No, <laughs> I'm going to go with Britney Spears as the receptionist. Doctor, are you all right? I heard a woman screaming in here. Oh. Hi, I stopped for coffee and I, and I thought I'd grab you something. Oh, wow, thank you. That's so nice. You're like a knight. I should call you Sir Ted. What? Nothing. <laughs> uh, Dr. Zimmerman, Ted's here. Thanks. Hi, Ted. I'll let her know. Telepathically? That's funny. <laughs> That's funny, smart, and great. <laughs> it's great, and she's great. How I Met Your Mother is a show that, like, 10 years ago I loved and would probably say is one of my favorite shows of all time. But I think purely based on that finale and just, like, a desire to never even return to it because of that fact <laughs> has, like, basically just, like, made it drop off the face of the earth for me. Like, I never think about it other than to think about how I dislike it. It's it's unfortunate because... <laughs> There's there are genuinely a lot of good. I mean, I watched that show so many times because I was watching it like I watched it on Netflix and I binged it, and then it like a new season would come out, and I would like not watch it live, but I would wait, and it would be like a year, and then I would watch it all over again. And like for the last three seasons, I like rewatched the show every single time, and yeah, I mean it, it played a huge role in my life early on, but I it's gonna not be on my draft board at the end of this. Wow. It's a show that I feel like that happened to a lot of people. Unfortunately, I remember watching it all live and it was just like I said, it was appointment TV. It was this multicam that had a laugh track. I could say in 2023, some of it doesn't play as well as it used to. It loses a lot of its luster. Some of the jokes are dated. Some like all of I mean, that's true of many. It was, of it, but it was in that weird time frame where like, we remember living through it, but it also predates smartphones, but also by the end, it doesn't. And it's like a weird concept, but I feel like shows that had to go through that, like New Girl, 
like how I met your mother in a way um, with technology changing so much, it, it really starts to date it. The fact that they have like a whole episode basically about smartphones in like one of the later seasons. Um, but then at the beginning, like their phones barely have cameras. It's a hard thing to maneuver. And that's why it loses a lot of people. I feel like when you go to rewatch it today, it's not as greenlit. Ending pissed a lot of people off. And I considered picking the finale just to be an ass <laughs> because I've always backed that. I've always some backed. people love it. Like I've always I, can, I don't love it. I've, I've but I looked at a list today of like the best TV finales and it it was coming up on some of these lists. And I'm like, how? Greatest okay. of all time? It's kind of similar to Seinfeld, where I feel like the really diehards hate it. But like in general, it's not that bad. I do kind of agree with Chris. I'm not as as low on the finale as a lot of other people. Um, I mean, obviously cancer stuff is, is tough, but like him and Robin, I feel like based off the first just few seasons alone should end up together. So I don't I don't hate it that much. I don't think. I don't want to get. We'll do it. We'll do a how I met your mother episode at, at some point. But yeah, yeah, at some point. It's the Barney Robin thing that yeah, they do just, that and yeah, then go back that to it. Cool. That's what doesn't work for me. And and they keeps going back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't hate the last season. And this is what I always say to people about it. It's like, I feel like a lot of people's problems with it when it first came out, a lot of people were like, oh, well, like we wanted to spend more time with Tracy. We wanted to see their relationship blossom a little bit more. But that's not what the show is called. The guy is telling his kids about how he met their mom. And the last season, the, the whole last season is really drawn out and weird and you get to see her for a whole season, but like, that's not what the show is. The show is how they met. And once they meet, that is the, that's the end. They could have ended it on the train platform with the yellow umbrella and went to credits and kind of did like a Sopranos type thing and just cut it mid conversation and went yeah. to black. People would have hated that too. So, you know, the whole thing's about Robin them ending up together is fine. The Barney Robin stuff is annoying, but I stand by the series as, <laughs> as, as a whole from a storytelling standpoint. It's me again. And uh, I'm going to go for my theme song because I said I was, I was saving my final pick for Scrubs. It is going to be a guest appearance on Scrubs. But my, my theme song pick here, I'm going to go not for necessarily a show that I like love or is one of my favorites, but I think it has an incredibly iconic theme song, an incredibly recognizable theme song. It's Malcolm in the Middle. Yes, no, maybe. I don't know. Can you repeat the question? You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. And you're not so big. And, uh, you know, Brian Cranston was the ultimate TV dad and then went on to be the uh, ultimate TV meth cooker, I guess, but also dad in a certain way. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're not the boss of me. It's fucking annoying. It's like not a good song necessarily, <laughs> but so is the, sh like that's fitting for the show itself as well. And I, I think it is just really memorable because it's kind of shitty. Yeah. I like that a lot. I'm glad Malcolm in the middle got some sort of spot in here. Cause that's a hidden gem. I think of, you know, mid two thousands. If there was a dad category, Brian Cranston would be at the top of my list. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, the themes, like you said, it, it's annoying, but it does fit. So I, I back it. Glad I got a shout. That was 
to me my classic pick, even though it's not that old. So there you go. <laughs> cool. That's great. That's great for you guys. Um, <laughs> you know, us 30 year olds have a different, <laughs> different theory on these things, I guess. But. Yeah. That was the most Gen Z thing I think Corbin ever said, but a mid two thousand show is your classic pick. I mean, I was being a bit sarcastic, but um, no, it was, it was it's fun. classic for you. It's fine. You guys Fresh were born in two thousand. I mean, I think that ended before I was alive, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Fresh friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Cody, you got. Uh, it, it did definitely end before I was alive. It was from ninety to wow. ninety six. Cody. You got my two picks, man. Year, right? Finish it up. Yeah. And I have a pilot and finale fittingly as the two open spots. So I'll start with pilot, just bouncing off kind of what we were talking about earlier, but I'm going to pick Howie Metro Mother's pilot. Uh, like I said, I mean, the first couple seasons of that show, I really, really do enjoy. And I think just structurally, this is a great episode. Kind of just introduces you to everything that's great about the show. Uh, Ted talking to his kids at the beginning, obviously, that's iconic. Uh, Ted and Robin meeting, which I feel like is a central relationship there for the first few seasons. And then as well, the, the like the reveal at the end that, oh, Robin's not the mother. So it's kind of like a great hook too to, to bring you back, which is pretty much the only thing a pilot needs to do. So yeah, there's a lot of good honorable mentions here, but ended up going with that. That's a that's a really good late round pick, Cody. I respect that. Oh yeah. Twitter poll's going to love that one too. So we, we keep going with that. <laughs> But I can just keep bouncing along here since we're talking about High Much Brother and uh, go straight into my finale. This is another tough one. I could pander to the Twitter poll and pick friends, but I think I'm finally going to uh, veer away from it and go with a personal pick. And um, I, I verified this with Corbin as well. There may be some argument on whether it's a sitcom or not, <laughs> but I'm going to go with BoJack Horseman uh, for the finale pick. I'll tell you what, this show, it's good. It's really, really messed up, uh, just pretty much the entirety of the show. And I think the finale is great because it kind of just breaks down this character on such an emotional and like an emotionally draining level. But it still leaves you like a little bit optimistic, which really is not seen that much in the show. And um, yeah, if you haven't seen BoJack, honestly, I probably wouldn't recommend it because it's really <laughs> weird and there's some, there's some really messed up stuff. But uh, the finale is great, and it really just fits the series as a whole. So that's going to be my pick. I have never seen a second of that show, but I'm sure it's bad, like you said. So that's a great <laughs> pick. Yeah, I don't <laughs> eat. <laughs> the official BoJack Horseman wiki describes it as an American animated sitcom. So uh, there wow. you go. I think the cra- I was looking at like a Rolling Stones list of like the top 100 sitcoms and like the Simpsons popped up on there and you know, some uh, other animated stuff. So it, there's a little bit of a gray area of what the official definition is, but I, I think yeah. Bojack fits. It is, it is a different show from like family guy or Simpsons American dad too. Cause it, I mean, it, it's surrounded around this character who was in um, a sitcom, like he was a sitcom actor. And then he's had just a derailment of a career afterwards. It's kind of following hey. that. Hey, not big on parties, huh? Nah, I never know what to do with my hands. I think I just got cast in Secretariat. That's amazing. It's everything I ever wanted. Yeah, you seem super jazzed. What do I do now? Well, that's the problem with life, right? Either you know what you want, and then you don't get what you want, or you get what you want, and then you don't know what you want. Well, that's stupid. Yeah. So it does actually have plot. I feel like most animated shows are kind of just like 
gag shows but it is actually like really interesting but it's super super dark yeah all right now it's finally time that i can unveil my scrubs pick and we are going to talk about this person's appearance on our first friday five episode next week so there's a little teaser for you but i'm picking potentially future oscar winner at this year's oscars brendan frazier in scrubs um this isn't necessarily star power but if you know i mean he's a lovable soul nonetheless but this for me more than anything is about like a really good character driven story and how in just three episodes that he appears he has a really interesting arc a really spoiler alert heartbreaking arc to a certain degree at different points and um it is probably one of my favorite little runs on you know like any tv show ever it's their highest rated episode which is why part of the reason why we're doing it so uh yeah we're going to be talking about brendan fraser but i think that's my pick for uh guest appearance yeah i was, I was expecting the scrubs coming at some time and uh yeah i haven't really seen the show didn't even know brendan fraser was on it but if he's only at three episodes and one of them's like the highest rated of all time um that's pretty impressive so yeah that makes sense for from that standpoint yeah, I've never seen the show in its entirety. I don't think I've ever even seen like a season consecutively, but I have watched a solid amount of it just randomly on on TV. In syndication on TV, yeah, that type of thing. Yeah, I've never went as far as to watch it on a streaming service, but it's a great show. And Zach Braff is from New Jersey. so New Zach Braff film starring Florence Pugh coming out in like a month, month and a half. Don't know who that is, but I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> Not a movie guy. Notor- notoriously not a movie guy. Notoriously. Except for Holes. <laughs> That's true. That's the only one that matters, yeah. And Mr. 3000, which I've talked about ad nauseum. <laughs> Classic. All right. Part there's two. one. Yeah. There's one pick left. Couple. One pick Chris. left. It's up to me. Um, obviously, Jim and Pam and Jess and Nick are the couples from my uh, two favorite shows. Two heavy hitters. Yeah, and um, there are two other ones that could easily slide into this role as well that are in my top five. But this is the one I wanted from the jump and going to take us back to Indiana and go to April and Andy. Uh, It's great. Andy Dwyer is an all-time character. April Ludgate is an all-time character. Aubrey Plaza is an all-time human. This is awesomely perfect. Burley just moved in with his rich girlfriend, and we need help with the rent. We have a couple of house rules, though. Yeah, sure, of course. You can't use the front door. You have to climb in through the back window. No personal phone conversations. If you ever speak to me in Spanish, please use the formal usted. And no electricity after 6 p.m. She's <laughs> joking. Okay. You can use as much free electricity as you want. It's free. <laughs> Couple more rules. If you ever watch a sad movie, you have to wear mascara so we can see whether or not you've been crying. There's no noise a lot on Mondays and no TV after breakfast. She is lying again. Because it's hard to tell. <laughs> no, we leave the TV on all day long so burglars think that we're home when we're not, which is my idea uh, that I'm trying to patent. So. You want to move in tonight? Oh my god. Oh yeah. It's a mess. Can you throw that in the trash can? I was just here like three weeks ago for your wedding. What happened? Well, I always think April's going to clean up. And I never clean up. (laughs) It's cute, right? No. Yes, it is. Are you guys... 
frying marbles? We're checking to see if the fire alarm worked. It doesn't. Four. Morning, Rumi. How'd you sleep? Well, there were no bed bugs. Also, no bed. I'm gonna go buy a bed. Fork. I'm sorry, are you eating turkey chili off of a frisbee? <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cute, right? No. Do you know what cute means? What have you got against turkey chili for breakfast? What have you guys got against washing dishes? We don't have any dishes, okay? Burley took them all when he left. Now I bet you feel like a jerk. <sighs> okay, I might need to not stay here anymore. No, sorry, dude. We already spent your money on a new Xbox 360 and more Frisbees to eat off of. You gotta stay. Oh, God. Okay, all right. Here's the deal. We're gonna clean this place up, okay? And then I'm going to teach you how to be adults. Cool. We'll get to be adults. Gee, golly, thanks, mister. You can't go wrong with Andy and April. I mean, they eat turkey chili out of Frisbees together. Champion. Um, they have, that's a dog. They have champion. Champion's the best. Uh, Johnny Karate <laughs> and, and his manager. They buy a haunted house or whatever that is at the end. They do long distance. The Halloween they, party episode where they're hosting the party and Ben's living. The, like That's one of my favorite Parks and Rec episodes. They're, they're definitely the best part. Ben and Leslie would have also been a solid choice, but I, I think April and Andy is is the smart one for sure. April and Andy is great. And I have some honorable mentions, but we'll get to that. And uh, I'm happy I got that once. I was thinking about picking that a lot sooner. But once you guys wiped your couples off the board, I knew I could uh, snag it last. And I'm happy with that as my pick. Some good drafting right there. Strategy, baby. End it with a bang too. Love it. All right, so we're going to recap the picks now. So first up, guest appearance. I picked Brendan Fraser in Scrubs. I had uh, Prince in New Girl, obviously, the obvious choice. And I had another music sensation in uh, Britney Spears from How I Met Your Mother. For uh, location, I took The Pit in Parks and Rec. Iconic. I had Eric's Basement in That 70s Show slash That 90s Show. Wow, double dip. Uh, (laughs) And I I, uh, snuck around and grabbed Monica's apartment from Friends. For best friend, I took uh, Burton Guster from Psych. Asterisk. Uh, I took George Costanza (laughs) from Seinfeld. First uh, number one overall pick, well-deserved. And I grabbed uh, Dwight Kurt Schrute from The Office. For a couple, I took Nick and Jess from New Girl. I took Jim and Pam from The Office. And I snagged April and Andy from Parks and Rec. Last, uh, Mr. Irrelevant. True. <laughs> For theme song, I took Malcolm in the Middle. I ended up going with Parks and Rec. And the number one consensus in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. For finale, I took The Office. I went BoJack Horseman. And I went Big Bang Theory. And... The first episode, the pilot, I took Ted Lasso. I went, How, how I Met Your Mother, not the finale, the pilot. <laughs> and that 70s show it was my pilot. Very important that you clarify that fact, yeah. Cody. <laughs> I think this is a pretty good draft. I think all of our teams are pretty solid. Go to our Twitter uh, in a couple of days, at Cat Podcast, and vote for your favorites, and uh, we'll see who the winner is. Now, uh, let's go through some honorable mentions, and let's go category by category um, guest appearance, Chris, was there any other ones that you'd been eyeing? Whew. I had an extensive list, but I'll, I'll say the baseball one first. It's Seinfeld, uh, classic New York Met 
Keith Hernandez. Yes. He's great. Um, also, we'll go back to friends. Michael Rappaport, Bruce Willis, Brad Pitt. They just have Robin Williams. They, they went crazy. They like <laughs> looking up. I did a lot of research for this category and they went nuts. I mean, Parks and Rec has Paul Rudd, who was in exactly five episodes. Yes, that um, was one I was looking at. That, well, that's probably my number two pick is Paul Rudd, Parks and Rec. Uh, Nick Kroll. Um, Crazy Ira and the Douche. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fred Armisen. I mean, <laughs> Michelle Obama. Joe, I mean, yeah, they got Joe Biden before he was the president, obviously, and then Michelle <laughs> Obama as well. I mean, they, they got some heavy hitters. Yeah, I'm going to stop so you guys can take some. But I have a great I, – I that's a great category because there's so much – uh, you could choose from there. John Hamm, 30 Rock is a good one. Vince Staples has been a new one on Abbott Elementary, which has been pretty fun. He's been playing a fun character. I think he might end up surpassing the five episodes, but there's only two seasons of the show right now, and he hasn't done it yet. Taylor Swift is another music icon Woo! that appears on New Girl. Uh, that wow. could have been pandering to a certain audience, but I didn't do it. I Will Ferrell, uh, Amy Adams. What's okay. the What's the American Horror Story guy's name? Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Those are all office people that pop up. Um, anybody Ricky Gervais. That, Ricky yeah, Gervais. Ricky Gervais, classic. Anybody that appears in, you know, the episode where they're doing the hiring committee with, you know, whether it be Ray Romano or Jim Carrey, you know, there's a ton of great people there as well. Does the soup Nazi? That counts, right? I don't know who plays him, but he's in less than five episodes. <laughs> I think he's only in two. Yeah, the finale and then just the soup Nazi, yeah. What do you got, Cody? Babu Bahat. Bob, yeah. <laughs> Love Babu. Um, I had a couple. Brad Pitt and Friends was definitely on my list. Just that character is, I think, maybe the best cameo in that show altogether. And then I was really between Prince and um, Gene Parmesan from Arrested Development. I did some extensive research. He's either in five or six episodes. I believe that he's in six if uh, you count his voice over the phone one time. Um, so I didn't want to, you know, have an asterisk next next to my name like Corbin. But uh, Gene Parmesan's a great character in Arrested Development and one of my favorites. But yeah, th- those are my honorables. Arrested Development, probably my favorite show that didn't get any picks at all. And I just don't think it really fit the category super well. I considered it for location, like maybe picking the model home. It's Michael Sarah and his cousin. Well, that's the yeah, there's not a good romantic couple. <laughs> there's not really like a best friend character. I thought maybe you could spin Sarah as like his his son is his best friend because he doesn't I have thought him. maybe Job. I was thinking Job. Yeah, friend. I I don't know. It's it's a tough. I mean, there's some good guest appearance. Amy Poehler, uh yeah. Charlie Steron. I don't know if she's in less than five episodes, but there's some decent ones. That yeah. show also was ruined by Netflix uh making a reboot yeah. season i've only ever watched like the first eight or so episodes from the original one and i think it's really great but i could see why it didn't have the legs uh to go the distance but it definitely has some star power we're yeah. also forgetting justin long who is going to be one of my was going to be my new girl pick um just barely gets in with what like four episodes i think i'm surprised he's not more yeah yeah i think it's that i didn't get anything from new girl that's crazy it's my second favorite show of all time but justin long is great jessica simpson and that 70s show neil degrasse tyson and big bang theory um, stephen hawking as well right yep. even uh bill nye eva longoria in a show that we didn't talk about at all brooklyn 99 true there are some heavy hitters for this category for sure yeah tons all right uh moving over to best friend just a couple quick ones that i had thought about 
Um, didn't get any community picks off the board, but either Tro Troy or Abed would be great picks for this. Winston and Schmidt from New Girl, either of those would be great friends. Schmidt is obviously like probably the better friend, but Winston is the funnier character to me. Charlie maybe from It's Always Sunny. Again, it's hard to choose. Maybe you go DeVito's character as your best friend. You know, Coach Beard from Ted Lasso was a thought. You could also go, you mentioned Marshall and How I Met Your Mother. You could go the Barney route if you wanted to be a little bit more problematic. What about you guys? What were you thinking? I had, I, well, I said Joe. I think that'd be fun just for the magic and a best friend. I also had, had Tracy from 30 Rock. I think uh, just being a part of his squad would just be fun. I thought about Jenna Maroney. <laughs> That's not really someone you want yeah. as a friend, but. And then I did, my second pick was going to be Charlie from uh, That's Always Sunny. He's kind of just your best bud, you know. He'll clean after you. He'll he'll play games with you at night. He kind of does it all. So, yeah, Charlie was was definitely on my radar. Kitten mittens is probably like I know I've said like my favorite. This this is my favorite thing a lot today. But like kitten mittens as a singular joke is one of the best ones, uh, in my opinion, in in TV history. I love kitten mittens. Hello, Charlie Kelly here, local business owner and cat enthusiast. Is your cat making too much noise all the time? Is your cat constantly stomping around, driving you crazy? Is your cat clawing at your furnitures? Think there's no answer? You're so stupid. There is kitten mittens. Finally, there's an elegant, comfortable mitten for cats. couldn't hear anything. Is your cat one-legged? Is your cat fat, skinny, or an in-between? That doesn't matter, because one size fits all. Kitten mittens, you'll be smitten. So come on down to Patty's Pub. We're the home of the original kitten mittens. Me yeah. oh, He's got so many classic lines. My good uh, friend choices that were left on the board. Uh, Joey Tribbiani, classic. Andy Dwyer, another just like, he's just like a dog. Like, he's just loyal. He's going to follow you and, and do whatever. Marshall, Hyde, Coach Beard, uh, Char uh, Charles Boyle from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And again, Leonard Hofstetter from Big Bang Theory. And I think Jess Day. I mean, she's the main character, but like, she's also a really great person to everybody. And she helps everybody out. Yeah. yeah, that that was a that was a contentious category for sure. I think these all were. I'm going to say that every time. Oh yeah, definitely lots of good ones. Uh, Cody, what about you? Location? What were you thinking? Location. I did have obviously the office, um, and then including that in it as well, the office at Parks and Rec. I feel like I, I don't know. Those are just too basic. I was really Shrew Farms, Cody. Shrew <laughs> Farms. There are a lot of like obscure ones in the office too. I didn't really think about the obscure ones. Meredith's uh, fan. Yeah. <laughs> just the side of the highway where they break down a couple times. Um, but yeah, if you can go super obscure, and I think we could have got super creative with that. Maybe that could be a, a future category, like not the main location. But I was really between like Patty's Pub and, and Foreman's Basement. I think Patty's Pub is awesome because literally anything can happen there at any time. And you, you can also just have a beer there too and, and just witness just hilarious, you know, just craziness 24 seven. So I really did want to pick that, but unfortunately it didn't go. There's a ton of 
bar slash apartment type locations, whether it be new girl or how it's your mother or yeah, exactly. Like there's so many good ones. Um, Shout shout out cheers. Shout out the hospital and scrubs, the study room and community Jerry's apartment in Seinfeld. I mean, they're always getting up to some antics in there. You could just pick like 30 Rockefeller Plaza as like your location. I mean, take all of NBC. That's, you know, not a bad thing to pick necessarily. Um, also another show that I, I, I've got to give a shout out to my name is Earl has not been brought up yet um, from our man, Jason Lee of chipmunks fame, as we always say on the show. I mean, <laughs> underlooked show, but you could go for the motel if you really wanted to. And uh, it's a gross location, but it's a location. That is that is a really good show. It's a show that in my childhood, I would have said was one of my favorite shows when it was on. I never Great, really caught good up. Pilot could have been a good pick for pilot, but I yeah. never, I never caught up with it. And I wish, uh, and maybe one day I'll go back to it. But yeah, the new girl loft was near the top of my list as well. Being that, like I said before, it was one of the first uh, network hits that did it without a laugh track. It's one of the. It is probably the only home setting that's multidimensional. Their entire scenes in every room in the house from the bathroom to all the bedrooms, the living room, the kitchen, the entryway, the hallway, you know, the, the hallway in the, in the, you know, in the building, the elevator, like apartment next door. Yeah. There's so many, uh, how did they afford it? (laughs) That's a question that, I mean, you know, we can say that about basically every home and every show ever, except for Big Bang Theory, which every episode, I basically find myself thinking, why don't these guys have a bigger place? They're clearly making money, but, you know, I don't know. They have the smallest apartment and they have the best jobs in TV. So who, who knows? But it's reverse. Yeah, like Monica's apartment, even like there's no way they would yeah. be able to afford that. But they do make jokes about it being rent controlled. So yeah. like there is a there's a window there. And um, the area of L.A. that they live in in New Girl is doesn't seem to be the best. So who knows? It's a great place. They have a creepy landlord who tries to have threesomes with everyone. But that is a, so- it's a solid uh, three-dimensional set. It's funny. I think I was watching uh, another show. I think it was Only Murders in the Building, which, uh, has been, which is a decent show recently. But they use the the new girl apartment exterior is like an establishing shot for a place. And I was like, that's the new girl. <laughs> that's like the street corner. What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't notice. I never noticed that. Yeah. That's a great show. Is that a sick, is that a sitcom? I think it probably counts. Murder mystery. Uh, the problem is it's like one situation. I Listen, I don't know. What is a sitcom? <laughs> Who knows? Um, couples. I think we hit the big, I mean, I think we hit the big three, honestly, but Again, going back to Scrubs, you could take Carla and Turk or Elliot and JD. Marshall and Lily and How I Met Your Mother is a good classic one. Um, if you want to go real classic, Lucy and Ricky, I Love Lucy. Go back to the original, The Heyday. I mean, there's a couple for you on TV. But uh, what about you guys? you have anything else? Sam and Diane. There you go. I had a couple others. Haven't talked about Everybody Loves Raymond yet. Uh, Ray and Deb, great couple. Shout out Ray Romano. Didn't forget about you. And then my other one, which you guys were kind of talking about uh, from Arrested Development, I almost took Lindsay and Tobias just because it's kind of the George thing where they're so dysfunctional. It's just ridiculously entertaining. 
Um, and they're both like so self-centered too. They don't, I feel like they kind of forget about each other and they kind of forget about, uh, you know, their daughter as well, which I think is just really funny, but not a great couple, but just really entertaining. Yeah. They were also on my list. I, th- I think it just came down to that where it was like, they're just a bat. They're the worst couple possible. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like Tobias and Lindsay, like their interactions are hilarious all the time. So oh, T- Tobias, is, I think, is my favorite character in the show. And he, oh, yeah, he really is a tiny part, which is crazy. <laughs> I just blew myself. <laughs> um, theme song. I have something to say about couple before okay, we move go ahead. on. Eleanor and Chidi oh, from The Good Place. Good Nobody one. picked anything from The Good Place, I don't think. I haven't watched the series in its entirety. I haven't either. Which is- just knowing that. They're two characters. They're uh, they're a couple who find each other and fall in love in every iteration of hell, in all of those different moments. Now, if you haven't watched the show, that doesn't mean anything to you. But like, it is true love. If we're gonna go from finding a good relationship, also a hilarious relationship that is functional, but also gives you really really funny moments on a show that is not on the draft board at all. Cam and Mitchell from Modern Family. Their dynamic is so fucking good. And I love both of them so much. Back it. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't talk about Modern Family more, honestly. It's, again, one of those just really long-running shows that maybe outstayed its welcome a little bit. But, like, I mean, those first, I think, like, three, four, five seasons are, like, really good TV. Yeah. I back both those. Eleanor and Chidi, the I forgot about that. Honestly, I would have highly considered taking that just because, like you said, that is one of the best, just pure couples, I think, from that standpoint. So, yeah, those are both great honorables. Did you guys have any other finales? I, I struggled with that one a little bit. Yeah, I had friends I really wanted to take just because it's pure nostalgia. I mean, just the last shots of just an empty apartment, I think, um, is really effective, even though it's so simple. And then I had Shit's Creek as well. Super, super well done that last season, I think, just as a whole. And yeah, just ending on a high note, I think I think at the perfect time. So I think it's hard to do, you know, a finale for these. So maybe there's not as many honor rules. I did part I had Parks and Rec on my list. Um I'm not a huge fan of time jumps, but seeing Leslie realize her dream that we've been kind of rooting for the whole time. It wasn't like a new girl time jump where they were like, okay, let's get it over really quick. And these are where all the characters are and the end. Like you weren't realizing anything. There was no resolution to a long running storyline. But with Parks and Rec, you get that moment of like clarity and knowing that Leslie reached her goals. And then my other one on my list was How I Met Your Mother, which I just liked. Sorry. <laughs> Shout out to you for uh, having a different opinion and standing up for it. I appreciate that. Um, for you. pilots, again, just some of the more you know ones we've mentioned: Scrubs, Parks and Rec, Arrested Development, How I Met Your Mother, that which you did pick. My name is Earl, like I mentioned before. Um, but to me, uh, one that is really good is the Community Pilot. I think the Community Pilot is really successful. It's got John Oliver, which is pretty fun. Um, and uh, one of my favorite jokes from the show in which he says, So what is my lawyer doing here? I'm a student. Well, that cannot be an inspiring journey. Uh, I, I am in a bit of a jam. 
The, the state bar has suspended my license. Uh, they found out my college degree was less than legitimate. Well, I thought you had a bachelor's from Columbia. And now I have to get one from America. Ooh. And it can't be an email attachment. Well, you picked a fine school. Which is yeah. just great. <laughs> Got that. So I actually, I've watched the community pilot and I have not watched another episode of that show. Um, so I don't know if I agree. John Oliver is funny. I will give you that. But uh, that pilot kind of sucks. No offense. Wow. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, though, uh, we were just talking about both these. Uh, the Good Place and Modern Family were both on my list here. I think The Good Place, that first season as a whole, is, is really, really good. And the, uh, the pilot is solid. But my second choice was going to be 30 Rock. I think just the introduction of, of Tracy Morgan's character. I don't know. Just something about it that uh, I think I've seen that pilot maybe the most out of all of those that I mentioned. Um, so possibly it's the best episode of the pilot, but how I mentioned rather kind of just does everything better. But there are a lot of good honorable mentions, I think, for this one. Uh, it's hard to do a pilot wrong, I feel like, and, and get renewed. Chris, do you have any other pilots? Um, no, I mean, Friends for a nostalgia thing, I think it sets the scene really well. They use sort of a crutch in the sense that they introduce like a new car a new friend is introduced to the friend group. So it gives the writers the ability to tell everyone's story. You know, Rachel coming in to Central Perk in her wedding dress and then being thrusted into the group gives the writers their shot to tell everyone's story by introducing them to Rachel as the newcomer of the group. And I think that that's like an old school, like an old school sitcom crutch. But again, like friends is so iconic that like I can look the other way. Well, uh, I think I won this draft, but you know, maybe the Twitter votes will disagree, but as long as in my heart, <laughs> I believe I won, uh, then I won. Uh, well, I, I just want to point out one last thing that in the, uh, fall of 2009 and the spring of 2010, you could go to NBC on Thursday nights and turn on your TV and watch community and then parks and recreation and then the office and then 30 rock all in a row. And to me, uh, as a little nine-year-old, 10-year-old, that was the golden age of television. And uh, everything in my life has probably gone downhill from uh, that point off moving forward. So I um, <laughs> just want to reminisce on that finally. And, and you know, thank you guys for talking TV sitcoms with me. Um, this was a beautiful moment that we all just shared. Really? Yeah. Getting deep. Is this an episode of Bojack? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to move on to We Have a Podgrism. which is where we draw a random card from this blockbuster movie game. And it has a movie and we're going to give a hot take in 30 seconds. Now let's see if we can find a movie that Chris has seen. <laughs> Yikes. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to say cards and then you tell me if you've seen it or not. Okay. Okay. Magic Mike. No. <laughs> oh, missing Mega out. mind. No, never. Oh, that is such a good movie. Man of steel. No. Wonder Woman. Ooh, the, like it just came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, 2017. I saw it in theaters. Let's Fuck go. Yeah. Okay, Wonder Woman. Cody, take it away. Tell us about Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman. The first one I actually really, really do enjoy. Um, people recently have kind of been criticizing the, the the casting of Gal Gadot again. I don't understand. I think she's really, really good, and her and Chris Pine have like really good chemistry. I think. The sequel's terrible. Don't watch it. But the original's great. So definitely go check it out. Chris, what do you think, uh, man? 
I mean, as someone who doesn't watch a lot of movies and someone who watches even less superhero movies, I've only seen a handful of superhero movies, this being one of them. I do like the first iteration of things. I like the first Harry Potter. I like is my favorite. Like I like the beginning of things. And um, that made me want more, even though I usually never want more <laughs> superheroes. I can't have less of them. It's not possible in our in our modern society, unfortunately. You're <laughs> inundated at all times. I'd say um, superheroes suck. Carry on. Well, fair enough. Um, <laughs> listen, Wonder Woman is a good movie. I do really enjoy it. The sequel, like you said, is not as effective, um, but it is maybe the best DC EU movie, or at least it's in the top two or three for sure. Um, I do have a problem with kind of the way it wraps things up and ends similar to all superhero movies. It's basically a CGI fight in the third act. And I think they're building to something that's really interesting and a kind of a commentary on humans and like the lengths that we go to like destroy ourselves and, and all these, you know, thoughts about war. And then it just goes, ah, just kidding. It, it, it really was a magical God Aries that was forcing, you know, world war one or whatever to happen. And I think a much more interesting iteration of that is, Hey, you know, these gods exist. They put, you know, hate into man's heart. And then the whole building is like, Oh, Aries is back. He's done this. And it's like, Oh wait, no, people just suck on their own. And, you know, maybe we need heroes to, to defend from that. But no, it is a big CGI uh, monster Ares that fights Wonder Woman at the end. Shout out to Hans Zimmer for the uh, guitar sting. Classic. So good. So good. The music as well is, yeah, mad underrated, I think. Yeah. Shout out to Hans, of course. All right. And uh, finally, recommendations. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Chris, take it away. Uh, what have you been watching recently? What have you been into? What do you want to tell the people to check out? Um, well, I did just, like I said, I just finished Ted Lasso season one. The ending made me upset um, in a good way. The writing was great. The characters are all really awesome, and I can't wait for season two and three. So I would stay based off of what I'm watching right now. Everyone needs to watch Ted Lasso before March 15th. There's only 22 episodes you need to watch to catch up. Super easy. Love it. Cody, what about you, man? Yeah, I got a decent amount of recs. Um, we've been potted for a little bit, right, Corbin? It's, it's been a little bit. Um, so I've been watching some movies, just run through them quickly. Edge of Tomorrow I checked out for the first time. Emily Blunt's great. Um, I liked it enough. I think the action and, and the premise of a Groundhog Day kind of action war movie is really cool. But the third act's not the best. And, uh, you know, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise, so whatever. Also I also watched it. You know, I thought it was interesting because Tom Cruise is kind of playing against type to start out. It's like, oh, he's basically pussy Tom Cruise, um, which is, you know, normally he's the badass character in the movie. But then he just turns into, like, the badass yeah. character because it's Groundhog's Day and he gets to practice much. So um, we need more Emily Blunt. True. And speaking of Emily Blunt, I also checked out Sicario uh Denis Villeneuve obviously one of my favorite directors yeah and speaking of Emily Blunt I, I think she's kind of bad in this movie I, I don't know I, I don't think she's good I think Josh Brolin is is not the best either but Benicio Del Toro is amazing um I think I was talking about him a couple pods ago in some other thing I don't even remember but uh I'm coming around on Benicio he, he was terrible in Last Jedi obviously but I think the last few things I've seen from him he's been really really good 
What's the, uh, the the nineties? The Kevin Spacey? What's that movie? With oh, Del Toro. Suspects. That's yeah. what you were talking about. Yeah, he is good in that too. To be fair to him. Um, but yeah, cinematography wise, I mean, it's the knee, so it's beautiful. But plot wise, I was kind of like, eh, it, it's not that good. So probably one of one of the lower ends from him, but still a really good movie, just technically speaking. And then as well, I did check out Ant Man: Quantum Mania in theaters, and I kind of liked it. I, I don't know. I don't know why. Kind of the critics are hating on it so much. I mean, Modoc's terrible. I don't know why they even kept that a secret of, you know, it's Darren Cross and um, you know, the CGI artists are are definitely on strike for a good reason. But Jonathan Majors is awesome. I really like what they did with Michelle Pfeiffer. Like she's actually she's almost the main character in this movie in some ways. Um, but yeah, they wasted like Cheaty from the good place and Bill Murray. So points off for that too. But I mean, it was it was just dumb fun, which is I feel like okay for Marvel at this point. If it's not a hot garbage piece, you know, I'm going to like it. Other than that, I do a lot. Other than that, finished season three of The Boys. Great stuff. Corbin, I don't know if you're caught up, so I won't spoil it. But season four, I'm hyped for. And I'm also watching Star Trek Picard season two because the third season just came out. And um, God, season two is so bad. I I literally stopped watching it months ago because it might be the worst thing I've ever seen. But uh, season three looks really good. They're bringing back all of the next generation cast, which is hype. Warp's coming back. Jordy's coming back. Data's back. It looks awesome. So I'm getting caught up on that. And lastly, uh, Corbin, do you know this dude? Survivor is back in a week. Um, I, just, I just realized it. Uh, they haven't really been doing much promotional material for it, which I feel like is kind of worrying. But uh, yeah, the premiere is next Wednesday. So uh, I'm That's very hyped. Insane. <laughs> Season 44, I believe. So uh, yeah, get hyped. Survivor is Survivor's back. <laughs> I'm sure do we need it. to do we need to do episodes of this show for that show? Because I'm we a Survivor should. fan too. So we got this. No we way. got this on lock. Spinoff, <laughs> baby. Uh, we'll definitely do something for Survivor with you. That is crazy that it is next week, and yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. That is yeah. not a great sign, like you said. I think March I saw something on like Instagram. Yeah, it's like the first March first. Yeah, it's yeah. a week. I thought I think like Jeff Probst tweeted something like, "Oh, Survivor's back in a week." I was like, "That's weird. I haven't really seen anything." But hey, I'll my I'll be watching. Fair enough. Um. <laughs> Just to run through my stuff real quick, as always, I watched a lot of shit, but um, I watched a Denis movie as well with Prisoners, uh, a little rewatch. Uh, that one's shot by Roger Deakins, and it is the cinematography in this is so incredible. Um, yeah, definitely, I think, I his it. most beautiful movie. Um, also watched some Soderbergh films. I watched the uh, Magic Mike trilogy, <laughs> which uh, was quite the ride, uh, to say, uh... nonetheless. Ha, 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 ha. Um, but actually, I enjoyed the uh, the newest one, Magic Mike's Last Dance. It, it kind of uh, the second and third one both deal less in in plot and more in in vibes and dancing. Uh, this one is even more so, less of a stripper movie and more of like a a step it up type, just pure dance movie. There's still you know stripping for sure, but um, it, it's kind of a different thing. But uh, I, I enjoyed it. Some hikes good. Um, Channing Tatum, he one of like is kind of like a one of the few movie stars that still exists that aren't in like just comic book stuff i don't know he was in like three movies last year that did well at the box office and here he is you know leading a tri- i don't know he's an interesting character isn't he gambit 
not yet. We're hoping. <laughs> uh, also watch Side Effects, which is another Channing Tatum Soderbergh collaboration, but also has Catherine uh, Zeta Jones, Jude Law, Rooney Mara. Um, kind of just a really fun, underlooked th- thriller from 2013 um, that you can see on Netflix. I did watch Edge of Tomorrow as well. Wasn't as effective for me, um, even as for you. Um, and then finally, I also uh, saw Scream 2 and 3, which the quality is uh, progressively diminishing in that franchise. Um, so looking forward to Scream 6. We'll see what happens. Uh, I did like the fifth one, but 3 is is not great. They do do a, like a, a Hollywood thing, and there's a whole like subplot about like women's abuse in Hollywood, which is also weird because it's like a Miramax film, and I think it's maybe the first Miramax Scream produced. It, it's, it's strange. Um, didn't quite sit super well with me. Um, and uh, yeah, Ant-Man. Listen, people are really hating on it. I thought it was just okay. <laughs> Like you said, yeah. kind of just dumb fun. Jonathan yeah. Majors is the like is on an incredible run that is unmatched. I mean, going back to 2020 movies, you know, he was on Lovecraft Country. He was in, you know, Defy Bloods, which is a Spike Lee film. You have him here in Loki season one at the end. You then have him in Ant-Man in the Wasp Quantumania. He's a potential Oscar player with this movie that premiered at Sundance Magazine Dreams. I mean, Jonathan Majors is doing incredible stuff. And uh I think the stock is already too much to buy, but if not, buy in now while you still have a chance. Oh, yeah. The next great Hollywood actor. He's still ridiculously young as well. Uh, and he he carries Ant-Man on his shoulders. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Jonathan Majors is awesome. 33 years movies. old. We love movies. We Chris, love thank you so much for coming on. And uh, best <laughs> of luck in the Twitter poll. Thank you. I think you guys will need some luck. But uh, yeah, see who wins this thing. Really appreciate you coming on. We'll definitely have you back and, uh, you know, look forward to some Survivor stuff, some maybe appearance on First Friday 5 and come April or May. Uh, It was good talking with you, man. Yeah, man. Thank you guys for having me. Great job, everyone. And good luck. Cody. What are some words for uh, people to live by? Stay capping. Peace. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.